from Epic Deer Studios. This is The Ice Queens. skating fans and welcome to the 2014 olympics broadcast part one we haven't quite made it to phoenix yet we're going on thursday and we're going to do part two like we said we're going to be together in the same city um recording for you but we decided we couldn't let you go too far into the olympics without updating you on the team event the pairs event and the men's event now tori how are you feeling this, you know, about halfway through the Olympics right now? Um, I am exhausted and I'm very glad today is a break because I certainly need it. And I have to also say that um, our trip to Phoenix cannot come soon enough. Yeah, I mean, I've been living on the Hoth planet for three months now and I can't take it anymore. Well, we're now in a flood situation over here. Last oh. week was the blizzard, so it's all melted and it's been raining nonstop. So now we have the flood warnings. Oh, how fun for you. <laughs> so I'm ready to hightail it out of here because I was looking at the weather forecast and it looks like it's going to be 70 to 75 when we're there in yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. And when I leave Chicago on Thursday, supposedly... Will be seven? It, well, yeah. Well, no, it's supposed to get above freezing for the first time in like three months so we're probably gonna be flooding over here too so we'll both escape at just the right time we'll leave the producer in his misery it was our plan all along yep exactly so um all right so the team competition this is controversial we don't understand how it all of a sudden cropped up into the oh, Olymp- i think i think we understand how it <laughs> cropped up well yes we we don't understand um mentally but we do understand in actuality what happened it's called russian uh manipulation right they would wanted to win another medal and they were the most likely team to win the gold because they're strong in all four disciplines and they got their wish unfortunately our eyes had to bleed a few times in order them for win the gold medal yeah, I mean, Yevgeny skated twice in the short and the free skate. Of course, he had to because he was the only male figure skater mm-hmm. from Russia. More on that later when we get to the men. <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was his usual annoying self. And, um, you know, but he skated fine. You know, whatever. It's fine. The less we see of him, the better. Yeah. Just and now he's gone, hopefully for good. Oh, my God. We said that two Olympics ago, though. <laughs> I mean, I'll never. It's never over till it's over. We did say that what, like in two thousand six. Yeah, and maybe our dream has finally come true. Oh my gosh! But if people like Brian Joubert are still skating, I don't oh, know God. what to say. <laughs> so, the team event uh, went pretty well, I would say, uh, except for our good friend Jeremy uh, struggled in the in the short program for the United States, and he was atrocious. Oh God, it was terrible. We actually might have gotten the silver if it wasn't weren't for that. Possibly we could have, but, um, you know, we came away with the bronze medal, which is great because that's going to be the only medal that most of the U.S. skaters will receive at this Olympics. Yes. Um, what I did like about the team event was it gave us the opportunity to actually see some pairs and ice dancing. Yeah. Isn't that, that amazing? We haven't seen all season because NBC has refused to broadcast them during the entire Grand Prix series. So it was nice to actually see some of these pairs. And in the case of the Russians, uh, the Stolbova and Klimov, we'd never seen them before. Luckily, we got to see them in the team, and then later they ended up winning the silver. Otherwise, we would have never known who these people were. I know. Like, some people were skating. I was like, I've never even heard of you. 
I don't know. I mean, NBC tries to deny us. And of course, you know, Ice Network, we won't even talk about that. But, you know, at least, yeah, finally they're going to show all the disciplines and you can see everybody skate. And, you know, they didn't even show both American pairs. They only show um, showed Castelli and Schnappier, who actually did really well. well I, I thought they did well. They were well. the only ones that did skate. Well, yes, of course. Yes. But. So, you know, they decided to just have that one pair. Apparently... You can only do two substitutions. So, you know, with the short program, they picked the four different skaters that were going to do their programs. And then when it got to the long, you could only do two substitutions. So it couldn't have been um, all different skaters in the different disciplines for the United States. So in our case, we had Jason did it for the men and Gracie Gold did it for the women. So, yeah, and Jason did okay, not great. Um, He was fine. And um, so the men men were, were pretty good. And, of course, Ice Dance, Davis and White did both routines and crashed in both of them. Right. It was also very interesting to see the dance competition because uh, Virtual Moyer scored significantly lower than Davis and White um, in both events. So that, yeah, so that we'll sets them up. we'll see what happens there in the actual ice dancing competition because I, I thought that Davis, although they skated really well, it seemed that they were a bit overscored. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even Johnny said it in the broadcast, which I do have to say that I have been loving Tara and Johnny and Terry Gannon. I mean, they're great. I am so happy that I'm not watching the primetime broadcast with Sandra and Scott. Uh, Terry and Johnny are great, and they are hilarious. I can't remember which one it is. I think it was in the pairs competition. Um, the I'll call them girls. The girls... Tara and Johnny, um, they basically coordinate their outfits. So on that day, they were wearing pink outfits, and Johnny had on a hot pink blazer and a big chunky necklace and more makeup than um, probably Tara had on, and then she was also wearing pink too. And they're just like two girlfriends enjoying watching skating together. Oh, my gosh. I am so jealous. <laughs> over over <laughs> here in Liztown, so <laughs> over here in Liztown, we do not have NBC Sports. So I have been forced to listen to Scott and Sandra Bezik and Tom Hammond. I, I can't decide who's worse. I mean, you know, when Scott Hamilton is the strongest commentator and the, le- and the least annoying, you're in you're in rough waters. I know. I've listened to like five minutes of one of the evenings and Sandra was bugging the crap out of me. And I'm like, when did she become awful? And now she's worse than Scott. Yeah, I don't know what happened to her. It's like the NBC, um, the people who run the cameras got to Sandra and started to coach her on how to do things poorly. Are they? My question was, are they actually even there at the event? <laughs> well, they appear to be. Okay, unless, like, they've been showing them because when I watched it, I could just hear them talking and it didn't actually show them. On the NBC Sports, after every few skaters, and because it's it's, they're doing it live, Whenever there's breaks, they actually come back to Johnny and Tara and Terry and they talk to him. So you see them in the ice behind them. But I wasn't sure if Scott and Sandra were actually there or if they're just watching it. No, know. they're they're doing that, okay. but they don't show them very often, but they appear to be there. Uh, you know, okay. you, ne- you never know. <laughs> so it's great when every time they come back to Johnny and Tara, because Johnny makes his he's like a wax figure or something. I don't know. He makes really funny faces. And then I don't know how Terry's not. um cracking up and you know <laughs> trying to keep it a straight face and keeping it real with these two i love but it they are good commentators and um you know when they think that 
people have been overscored. They say it. They really, they're very um, honest about what's happening out there and not trying to gloss it over like Sandra and Scott like to do. Believe me, we need a lot more honesty in figure skating. (laughs) That's not what it's about. Exactly. The highlight of the whole team competition from my perspective was, however, when Ashley Wagner received her scores and she (laughs) visibly said the word bullshit. (laughs) I don't know if you caught that, but... um, Got the uh, cameras are on you all the time at the Olympics when you're at the competition, especially when you're in the kiss and cry. That's when she said it. It's like, yeah. oh, but she, you know, she <laughs> talk about keeping it real. I can't blame her for that. No, so she didn't like her score, but then I guess she didn't realize she was two foot in her landings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, so you know, we came around, came away with the bronze in the team. So good for um the united states russia of course won the gold and then canada got the silver medal so it was you know fun to watch sort of had a team fill although really there's only three strong teams in the world they might have 10 teams in this competition but let's face it really only three of them are competitive and those are the ones that won the medals well yeah although the japanese i mean but the Japanese are only strong in the single skating. They have nothing in pairs or in dancing. So there's no way they're going to, um, you know, win a medal. Well, they better get on that because Tom Hammond kept calling them the, the skating capital of the world or something. I don't know. Uh, he doesn't. Well, for individual skating. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So that was the team competition. The United States walked away with a bronze medal. Way um, to go. Yeah. Rock on. We're not going to win a lot of medals in skating this um, Olympics. So good for us. Yeah, well, that's an understatement. And so <laughs> next up was the uh, pairs competition. The United States champions, uh, Castelli and Schnappier, uh, were just trying for a top 10 finish. They were able to do that. I believe they finished ninth. They finished ninth. And then Zhang and Bartholomew, they were in 14th after the short and ended up 12th. So I have to say, both of these pairs, you know, we don't expect a lot from them because they're United States pairs, haven't been together that long. Although in the case of Castellian Schnapp here, I guess they've been together like seven, eight years. Um, they both had, both programs for both of them were clean. So that's really all that you can expect. And they were respectable showings. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, I'm eating my um, dinner while we're talking. <laughs> you know. It's just like being in an event. Exactly. I had some pizza, you know, so I hope my fans are enjoying that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, there's not a lot to say about either of these pairs. Um, they skated fine. Castellian Schnapier, you know, I'm not crazy about. I know they're our top pair right now, but for me, they're they're kind of boring. Well... They're all right. Yeah, they're, they're okay. All... Um, you just yeah. get t- sick of hearing about how tall he is and how short she is over yeah, and, and over and over again. Yeah, and how he lifts her off the, off the ice all the time when seven they're doing... Seven feet. She's seven feet in the air. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, and then the They're Rus- not going to be winning a medal anytime soon. Right. But the Russians who won, they, they, you know, they were trying to bring back old school Russian pairs dominance. And, boy, they were old school, all right. All the way back to Jesus Christ Superstar. Exactly. Back to <laughs> back to BC. Back to- <laughs> and and Putin was there watching over the whole thing, you know, with his icy stare. Like there was yeah, that was that was definitely old school Russia. They succeeded in bring it back. So V and T, they skated well. I will say that um for their short program, I liked that program way better than the long one because I'm I'm not a huge fan of the Jesus Christ Superstar music. And I, it, for me, it was kind of an odd choice for an Olympic program. But whatever, they skated it fine. A little bit, they had a 
few small mistakes in it, but um, definitely should have won. Although I did think that they were overscored, and I don't believe that they should have been. They were like eight or nine points higher on their um, free skate than the second place team from Russia, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was clear there was a coronation, so that you know that also is traditional old school Russian <laughs> figure skating, where you know the winner's already been crowned regardless of how they do. Right. So, I mean, they they got to skate before Sevchenko and Sokolvi, and um, they did look a little nervous out there, small mistakes. But overall, it was a good performance, and they did enough to win. Actually, they won by quite a bit. So, you know, they won here. They should have won because they had a lead going in. Uh, not super crazy about the program. But I actually thought that the other Russian pair that ended up with a silver medal, the Stolbova and Klimov, I thought that they had the um, best skate of the night for this competition. Yeah, I would agree with you. I, I Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was feeling most of all how much pressure those, you know. Russians. Yeah, I mean, that what must have been out of control. So I had a lot of sympathy for them out there trying to skate under that pressure. But yeah, right. it, wasn't they, the, it wasn't the most passionate performance of the night by any stretch. No. So, you know, they skated to... Um, Adam's family, which is okay. Um, but I thought that they skated really well. They didn't have, um, you know, any errors, good lifts, throws. They're fast. And they didn't have really the pressure on them because who are they? They just really, for us, they came out of nowhere. They weren't expected to medal here. They're the second place Russian team. You know, I'm thinking after seeing them the first time in the team competition, definitely a, fi- a top five pair. But they stepped up and had a good long and short program and they came away with the silver medal and they're very young they're like 21 22 years old so they're going to be around i expect that they're probably going to stay around for another cycle because they probably weren't thinking this was their olympics it's the next one yeah probably not and then speaking of the last olympics for somebody (sighs) sevchenko and sokolby i don't know when she came out in the pink panther outfit i was done (laughs) i was done i was like the rest of it's over you're done no, the Ice Queens didn't like Pink Panther when they did it, what, last season or the season before. And they brought it back because apparently their short program this season was not going over well with the audience and judges. So they brought back Pink Panther, whatever. So they were close um, after the short program. They were in second place. And they had the opportunity to win it because they were the last pair to skate. And, you know, he fell on that opening triple jump. And right there, it was like, that's it. They're not going to win. And it was over for them. And, you know, that's hard to come back from. I do think that they tried to fight and they are gutsy because at the end of the program, they still left that triple axle throw in, even though she crashed on it. You know, that was a pretty gutsy move. It's like, you're not going to win, but they're still trying to throw this triple axle in at the very end. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for them. So it had to be a disappointing skate. Well, this, I mean, it wasn't that good of a skate, but it had to have been really disappointing because they got bronze at the last Olympics. They stayed around for another cycle. They were supposed to be the front runners the whole time. And then V&T come in and snatch it away from them again. So it's like, oh, yeah, it had to be rough. But I mean, I think they knew even going into the free skate that they weren't going to get, uh, you know, they weren't going to get the gold medal for sure. Right. They but. were really putting a lot of technical difficulty into that long program because that's how they figured they were going to beat them. Well, it will work if you don't make any mistakes. But unfortunately, here it didn't. And then, of course, I can never get excited when somebody's skating to Nutcracker. 
Oh, God. Yeah, thank you. Good segue to the men's free skate. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Nutcracker, you know, they seem a little old. Nutcracker's like for a 14-year-old girl to skate to. But whatever. I know it's a Russian piece, and the audience probably liked it, but... Yeah, I'm not going to get excited about it. I don't think you're going to win the Olympics with the Nutcracker. No, I'm over and it. And they didn't. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the men's free skate. This just happened last night, Valentine's Day. It was a, uh, slog, a slog fest. Oh. And it was just what a sloppy competition. Nobody wanted to step up and win the gold medal. Well, and what I heard Scott Hamilton this morning talking to um, Natalie Morales on the Today Show saying... It doesn't, you know, it was a down night in figure skating. It did not show the world the best of figure skating by any stretch. It showed you that you can fall on your ass and still get a gold medal. (laughs) And, yeah, and he won by four or five points. But And then there was a big point difference between first and third place. But it was crazy. You know, in the short program, you had, I got to say, Hanyu skated lights out in the short program. Yeah, no question. I mean, Fantastic. He was great in the team competition, but even better in the men's during the short program. He had the highest score ever, and it was well-deserved. I mean, he was on fire, hit everything beautiful. Um, You know, unfortunately, then last night, he had some mistakes, but he held it together enough to win. He fell down twice, so it's a shocker that, what do you you mean somebody's going to fall down twice and they're still going to be the gold medalist? But um, he fought through that program, and he was trying to sell the crap out of it. Oh, God. <laughs> well, one good thing about it, I mean, the only, the only silver lining that I could see in that competition was the Ice Queens accurately predicted at least the first and the, the gold and silver medalists. Yep, we were very close because our boyfriend, Javier, was in third place after the short program, but he had a little bit of a rut. He actually didn't have any falls in the long program, but he downgraded too many jumps and that's what killed him. So, well, I guess we should say places, what, three through 11 were within like a two point difference of each other. So it was like anybody's game for that bronze medal. If anybody could just stand up during their performance, they could grab the the bronze medal because it was just that close. There were eight skaters that had a chance to win it. And how often does that happen? Yeah. And actually, Jason Brown was one of those. And he, you know, people are like, Scott's like, well, that's an awful lot of pressure to put on somebody who's their first, you Mm -hmm. know, senior season. And, you know, he's at the Olympics and he's, you know, he's not going to be perfection but yeah but he wasn't right. striking distance there was a lot of people i mean unfortunately jeremy abbott wasn't one of the ones in striking no. distance of a bronze medal so he had a horrible crash in the in the short program and laid on the ice for quite some time we're, we weren't sure if he was going to get up and then he got up and he skated the rest of the program good now in the long program it was a clean skate um but he did downgrade a few jumps so that hurt hurt him it's a nice program i did notice you could tell that he was nervous um, because it seemed like the, pr- practically the entire program, his shoulders were up by his ears the whole time he was skating. Yeah, yeah. And you don't see that from him. No. And so after, it was interesting after he crashed. It was like he just went on autopilot. I mean, like it was just it was actually you know you didn't you didn't get the sense that he was freaked out at all because he just Mm-mm. got up there and he was like he was in shock or something. Right. That's what he needs to do more often. Exactly. Because well, I think he, he thinks it through too much when he's skating. Right. And, you know, his nerves get to him. So 
he ended up 12th here. He was in 15th out of the short. He redeemed himself in the long program, ended up 12th. And um, it was a good skate. And, uh, you know, it was a good way for him to end. I'm guessing this is, I don't think he's going to Worlds. So this, if this is it, it was a good way to end his season with a clean skate and, you know, something that he can be proud of. Yeah. And Jason Brown, you know, he I think he just lacked um, some concentration. He made Mm -hmm. a couple of silly mistakes he said that he doesn't normally make. But he, you know, he I think that the international crowd was receptive to him and he really made a name for himself. And so it'll be, you know, he's he says he wants to be in the support sport for another eight years. Right. So he's very young. Um, This was a great experience for him. We didn't expect him to even be at the Olympics. He wasn't one of the skaters that at the beginning of the season, you're thinking he's number two and going to the Olympics. He finished ninth, so he had a top 10 finish. Um, I think it probably hurt him a little bit that he was the last skater. That's yeah. a long time to wait. Yeah, I think so, I mean, too. it's like you, you warm up, and then it's practically an hour later till you're skating, and he still had a chance to win a medal by the time he's on time to skate. But um, he definitely looked tight out there on the jumps, but he was fighting through it. And he's not just a jumper. Well, he doesn't have a quad yet. He has everything else. He can do the footwork and the spins, and that's all going to help him in the future. He's not just going to be a one-dimensional skater. And he's he just comes across as really likable when they talk to him, and he's happy to be there. And it was a good showing for him. So he has to be proud of it. Yeah, it'll be really fun to watch him. And, of course, he trains about a half hour away from where I live, so I could always go visit him up you there. You need to go visit and see how he's, you know, <laughs> Just check, check out his train, training sessions and uh, put a little Ice Queen magic out there. Yeah, it's, so, it's your good friend then, Liz. Just stopping by. <laughs> yeah. So let, D- Dennis Ten, he was in ninth place after the short, and he ended up with the bronze medal here. So if our boyfriend Javier's not going to win the bronze medal – the Ice Queens are going to be okay with Dennis Ten winning it, taking yeah. it away from him. Um, I actually thought his was probably the best skate of the men because he didn't have the falls, and he's a quality skater. He did have he put his hand down on one of his jumps, but he had beautiful triple axles. He landed his quad. He has good flow and speed, and I love his posture. Um, he. He's just a all-around quality skater, so I was very happy to see him win, especially since he hasn't been able to skate as much this season or got to compete as much as we would like to see him compete. Well, and of course, don't forget he's coached by Frank Carroll, which means mm-hmm. that he's very technically solid but had a ridiculous outfit and terrible music. Yes, and that's why I would say that I was definitely not crazy about the music. Ugh, yeah. I, I yeah. But, you know, he his programs are difficult and they have good choreography in them and they're well constructed. I just wish it was different music. I know. But even, you know, even though he doesn't have that great of music, I'm still interested to watch him skate. Yeah, I do, too. He, he'll he be very interesting. He and he and um, Jason Brown actually kind of have some similar qualities, but mm-hmm. um and you know. he's very young, too. I want to say he's only 19 or 20. So I definitely think that he's around for another Olympics. So I was happy to see him win. And um, yay for Kazakhstan, their first figure skating medal at the Olympics ever. 
Yeah, and I saw, I was looking at the candidate cities for the 2022 Winter Games, and Kazakhstan is one of them, so maybe he'll have to hang, hang, hang out for another eight years. Yeah, I'm thinking they're probably not going to get it. <laughs> well, you Do never know. Do they have the infrastructure and well, resources to have an Olympics? <laughs> we'll let the IOC decide. Yeah. So, and then I guess that we should talk about our buddy Patrick. Oh, God. Who, um. Got the silver medal. You know, we are not crazy about Patrick. We do think that he is a quality skater and he's good. But, um, boy, he had the opportunity to just go out there and and grab the gold medal because he was within four points. And his opening quad combination was beautiful. And then on the next jump, he put a hand down on it on the quad. And after that, it was like he fell apart. He just was stepping out of jumps. He downgraded some stuff. I mean, he was, well, you could tell he was nervous. He didn't look sharp at all, and he just let the gold medal slip away. So the Canadian curse continues. Oh, yeah. I mean, that gold medal was his to lose. All, oh, he, yes. all he had to do was stand up and work on his component scores, and he it, couldn't do it. Yeah, he couldn't do it. And, you know, Scott, just, oh, one thing you missed for sure was that Scott was getting actually choked up almost in tears talking about like seeing, you know, cause Patrick Chan was coached by the same coach as oh, Scott Don, Law. Don Laws. So Don Laws, um, told Scott that when Patrick was, was young, he was like, Oh, this guy is going to be something special. And Scott was like getting really teary talking about how much pressure it is to come in as the favorite for the gold medal and how his heart just went out to Patrick for losing right. it. Although Patrick didn't seem very upset about it. He was like, you know, even the best fall down sometimes. And I'm like, Oh, well, sometimes the best aren't as good as they think they are because they fall down all the time. Yeah, and I think, you know, we would probably have a little more sympathy towards him if he didn't talk as much. Yeah. Because I I do think that he is a special skater. He has a lot of good qualities. It's just that he's not that likable, and he's pretty much been on record for the last three seasons, like I'm the gold medalist and at the grand prix final when he lost, he's like, yeah, I didn't, you know, I just let Han, you have this one. No, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. Well, you let him have this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had every opportunity to win here and he couldn't step up to the plate and do it. So that was unfortunate because he had seen Han, you, well, I don't know if he saw him, but he knew what numbers he had put up because he got to skate after him and it was not his night. The whole long program for the men's was, it just was a slog fest and very, it was a slot, one of the sloppiest competition for men that we've seen at the Olympics for a very long time. Yeah, it was, it was not a good showing for men's figure skating. No question. It, it really wasn't. And I hope that, um, the ladies is going to be a lot better. Because I thought that the pairs competition, we had, there was a lot of good skates, a lot of clean skates in the pairs competition, so that was a good way to start off. But then, boy, the men, I mean, I know that all the men are really trying to up the technical def difficulty, but it seemed like we had a lot of nervous skaters out there, and um, it was a tough night. And then with the whole Yevgeny thing, which we didn't really talk about, so, you know, he was supposed to be skating here, skated in the team competition. He was in his warm-up group for the short program, and he pulled out because of injury. And it's like, are the Ice Queen surprised? No, we are not. 
Oh, well, I don't know if you got to see this on NBC Sports, but before all that, I mean, this whole thing was clearly a setup, and I don't know uh-huh. why nobody talks about it, because before the before he, the um, figure skating, the, the short program warm-up even started, they were in, back in the locker room with the NBC cameras, him and his coach, showing the camera his back scar. And this is like, okay, so obviously, yeah. yeah, obviously you're trying to gain sympathy for the fact that you're about to drop out. So don't tell me you just injured yourself and and you just had to drop out in that moment because it appears that you were premeditated this entire well, time. He went on record and he was, you know, I don't know, interview or whatever about how he planned on competing in the team event and then he would let a different skater skate in the individual men's event. And then, you know, they told him, nope, you can't do that. That's against the rules. But Russia still sent him. And it's like, what the hell? No. So he could have pulled out and said injury. And then they could have brought in a different skater, Maxim. And, you know, as soon as that team competition was over, there was like a three-day break. He needed to pull out because he never had any intention of skating. I don't think that he did. No, I don't think he did either. But I don't understand why he couldn't have let Maxim Kofden come and skate in his place. It's- because I think he's so arrogant. He's like, I'm going to prove these people wrong that, you know, even though I did say I wasn't going to skate in it, I'm going to go out there and skate. And then he went out there because Johnny and Tara had been, have been watching the practices and they said, you know... After the team event, he's been practicing every day, and he's been doing his practices, but they said the day of the men's event that he did no jumps whatsoever during that practice, and I guess the day before, they're like, he looked like he was in pain, and it's like, you needed to pull out the day after the team competition. Yeah, all I know is something's rotten in Russia. Yeah, and then so then, you know, Russia, they're all mad. It's like, why are you guys mad at him? It's your own fault. Exactly. I mean, who we could have seen, we could have predicted this months ago. Right. You, sh- you should be mad that you didn't have, the national champion wasn't sent. Exactly. And that they did some backroom deal and had a secret test event to show the skating federation that Yevgeny could skate. It's like, God. So he got his gold medal for the team and he... He's happy with that. Although, yeah, there's a lot of backlash now. And I'm like, the Queens can't backlash against them because you have to actually like them in the first place. <laughs> so we... <laughs> yeah, our lashing couldn't get any more back. Right. Yeah, we're not backlashing because we didn't like him to start off. We didn't want him there, to, there. We wanted Maxim to be there because he had, you know, deserved... He earned his right to be there as the national champion. And so... We we feel bad for Maxim because this was would have been a great opportunity, and I believe that he would have probably placed in the. Well, he would have probably been going for that bronze medal with everybody else. You know, a top five, type, top six placing, um, and a good experience for him because he's only like eighteen, nineteen years old. So that's you know a missed opportunity right there, and especially for the the Russian audience. Then they had no Russian skater in this event, and. Yeah, it's shame. You could could feel the energy. You could. It was just totally different after he pulled out of the event. There. Yeah, it was shameful. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and there's. I sent you that article about how they're saying he's shamed the country and he's an invalid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. You shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Maybe you guys should be asking for your million dollars back that you paid him to skate this season. Oh boy. All right. So on that happy note, we'd like to say a special shout out to our super fan who put together a beautiful Valentine for us from Javier Fernandez. 
Um, so we, th- we thank it. you for that. That was the most special Valentine's Day gift that I got this year. I don't know about you, Tori. Me too. And when I was watching it last night and Javier was waiting for his score to come up and he had the little rose in his hand and stuff, I just started cracking up. I'm like, look, that's the Valentine that Jonathan sent us today of Javier. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> so I'm like, that would crack me up. And he had the nice little border around it and... So thank you, figure skating fans, for for sticking with us. And we are looking forward to being with you. Like I said, we are going to be in a really good mood, we promise. And probably drunk. (laughs) Yeah, when we do our broadcast (laughs) um, after the conclusion of the ladies' free skate uh, this Thursday night. So we're looking forward to that. And um, we... You know, want to remind you to do all the things that we remind you about every single time, which I'm not going to repeat for you because I don't have my 3x5 card that has all the information on it. But we'll <laughs> see you um, just within a few days, and we'll remind you at that time. All right, Tori, it's been great chatting with you. I'll uh, see you in Phoenix. Rock on. The Ice Queens is a production of Epic Deer Studios. If it's epic... It must be Epic Deer.